This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Hola. Hello, this call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow, ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow, now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier, thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to The Rest is Football with Alan Shearer, Micah Richards and me, Gary Lineker. This episode is brought to you by EA Sports FC 24 on PlayStation 5, celebrating this year's Class of Future Stars. EA Sports has selected their Class of Future Stars for 24 and you can check them out in-game from 6pm UK time on Friday the 9th of February. That's today. If you're listening to this episode on the day of release, and yes, it's an early exclusive of the content that will be released in-game this evening. On the show, we're going to be talking about the future stars of the game right now. We'll look at some of the biggest future stars over the past couple of decades and whether they went on to fulfil their potential. And we'll discuss what it's like making that step up to professional football. First of all, though, we're going to have a look at FC24's collection of future stars for this year, which celebrates young players having breakout seasons. We can exclusively reveal a selection of players on the list. And they are as follows. Liverpool midfielder Harvey Elliott. Manchester City's electric winger Jeremy Doku. Manchester United youngster Alejandro Garnacho. Uh, Wolves' Portuguese maestro Pedro Neto, Brighton's dazzling fullback Tarek Lamptey, Real Madrid's Turkish wonder kid Arda Gula, Barcelona defender Alejandro Balde, Bayer Leverkusen striker Victor Boniface, RB Leipzig centre back Castello Luqueba, and in the women's game, Chelsea winger Lauren James and Washington spirit forward Trinity Rodman. Uh, that's some list of players, isn't it? Plenty of Premier League representation. Let's perhaps start at the top of uh, that list with Liverpool's midfielder uh, Harvey Elliott, who's easing his way into the, the Liverpool team. Um, he's been kind of a super sub for much of this season, but there's bags of talent there, isn't there, Alan? 
Oh, absolutely, yeah. And what he's done is, you mentioned him playing um, a sub role. When he has come on, you know, the number of games that he has uh, affected, which is what you have to do. That's what the manager puts you on there to either go and win a game or save a game. You've been put on for a reason and he's more than done his, uh, done his job. Considering... He's been around for a while, although he's still so uh, so young. So there's bags of talent in there, no doubt about it. Yeah, he's a, he's a quality player. I mean, when he was at Fulham, there was there's whispers around who's this this whiz kid. He's left footed, can play number ten, can play on the wings. Um, he can score goals. And then when he come to Liverpool, like Alan said, he's He's sort of, he's got everything, but because he's sort of in a team which have been challenging for the Premier League, the Champions League, he's always going to be difficult. But now he's approaching, what, 100, 100 games? 100 games for Liverpool? That is massive. And I really love him as a talent. I just hope he's got all the the, the tools to go to the, the next stage because sometimes it's very difficult when a team's constantly competing at the highest level, but I rate him so highly. I think he's got everything. And let's not forget he had that bad injury, which kept him out a while, and he's come back from that even stronger. I want to move on to um, Jeremy Doku. Obviously, um, he's oh. Man- Manchester City's new addition. I'm going to big myself up a little bit. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. A little bit here. I knew I had done this. I found a tweet that I did on the 2nd of July. 2021 and it was um, during the early stages of the Euros and I did a tweet and it said young Jeremy Doku is making me dizzy there'll be a queue of clubs wanting a Doku sign <laughs> so there you go 2021 you know your stuff do you three years you ago see? hey I can't remember now which game it was but um, I, it, there were a couple of games I think he came on a sub in one he was like oh you thought wow so quick and he was small but like that's low centre of gravity and a bursting pace and tricky skills and that's why I said he's making me dizzy because he was t- he was twisting players inside out and you couldn't even read him from the studio let alone on the pitch <laughs> well, he's, he's he's a quality player, isn't he? I mean, he's it's always difficult because my mate Grealish is he plays that left hand side oh, for yeah. Man City, and Doku can play either side as well. Does, does Jack I, hate Jeremy Doku? <laughs> <laughs> Same sort of relationship as me and Zabaleta, yeah. But um, <laughs> he can play either side, and I think. In his first few games, everyone was like, wow, this guy is going to be absolutely incredible. And then, obviously, he got to learn Pep's system, when to release it, when to run in behind, when to come short. And I think his game is starting to mature as well. So I think he's got all the all the potential in the world. He's adapted very quickly and brilliantly, hasn't he, he to, has. to, to Manchester City's um, way of play. Yeah, because we all, or a lot of the time we say, don't we, about the how you're going to react because the Premier League is very different. It is more uh, physical and it does take players or some players more time than others to get used to it. But he sort of came in straight away, didn't he? And also getting used to Pep's system, what Pep wants him to do in uh, in his team. So I think he's done really, really well. He is a box of tricks, isn't he? You don't, it, it, I mean, I'm not sure he knows which way he's going to go at times, so that makes it really difficult for the defenders, and he'd be really tough to mark. Obviously, these things weren't around when I I played. Are the, is it important for these young players to get this sort of notoriety uh, with EA Sports? 
some of my ratings have not been the greatest, to be honest. So, um, <laughs> well, that's understandable. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and even when I was at the real top of my game, I think they only give me something like a 81 card, 82 card. So basically, you, you get these cards. Yeah. And so you're overrated. <laughs> basically, he's out of 100. And they've got all the technical, tactical. So you might have shooting, you might have heading, you might have passing, you might have defending. All these different things are taken into consideration for this car. And yeah, if you don't get over 85. And I presume not, I mean, obviously people love playing these games and stuff, but in terms of the players themselves, is it a big thing within the dressing rooms? And do they- 100%, like, 100%. Yeah. If you come in and Zabaleta's got 84 <laughs> and, and I've got 81, I'm thinking to myself, are you, are you going through all the, the metrics? He's not quicker than me. He's not stronger than me. You know, he, he, he's passing. He's probably a little bit better. I'm not going to lie. But and then he'd go through all these things. And so, yeah, people do take it deadly. Micah, your EA rating was like my school report. Must do better. <laughs> uh, do you know what my last school report was from the, from the headmaster? Go on. It, it was, um, spends far too much time thinking about football and you can <laughs> never make a living at that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, wrong. Wrong. You can if you're, if you're any good. And a lot of these players are very good, including this, this young man, Alejandro Garnacho, mm -hmm. uh, 19 years old, joined, um, I think, the United Academy in 2020 from Atletico Madrid. He's got a lot of talent, hasn't he? And he did, of course, score that spectacular overhead kick that that grabbed all the headlines and quite possibly the the, the greatest Premier League goal ever. Who knows? I was just about to say, even even though we're just in February, it's probably safe to say he's going to get goal of the season, isn't he? Off. Oh, I mean, it'll take some beating. It was weird, wasn't it? Because the, the week before, another exceptionally talented young man, he, he's not on this list, but I suspect he might be in a year or two. Um, Michael Elise scored that wonderful goal where he cut in, juggled on the halfway line, beat yeah. someone, cut in and then bent it in the top corner. I went, I think we just saw goal of the season. <laughs> the next day, Garnacho does that. Um, and uh, wow, what a moment. I think he's already played three times for Argentina, Mike. I, I think he's got the potential to be anything that he wants to be. And the reason why I say that, not just because what he does on the field in terms of scoring great goals or the assists or some of his, his dribbling, he, he coming to a team which is heavily scrutinised in Man United. And he's one of the, the best players in that team. And a lot of people, when they wear that shirt, they can sink. But he almost plays up to the fact that he knows he should be at this level. And it's a similar thing with Kobe Mainu as well, where they just relish the task. And that's how I sometimes can define how someone's really, as long as they keep the feet on the ground, of course, there's so many different things that go into it, but just taking that responsibility, I think he could be whatever he wants to be. I think that's a really good point you make, Micah, in terms of the size of the football club, because it's really, really, really difficult to become 
a professional footballer at any football club, let alone probably one of, if not the biggest football clubs in the world, and having to handle that mentally it's really tough for youngsters coming into the game. What would your best advice be to the, these young players, um, Alan, as someone that, I mean, I came through kind of slowly and later. I wasn't a, a, a young star. What would your advice be to these uh, young men? What's what's the most important thing that they can do to guarantee, well, there's no ever any guarantees, but to give themselves the best possible chance to succeed? I think there's several things, Gary. Don't believe the hype. There's a reason why you've been given an opportunity. You're obviously very, very talented, but that's only half the job. Once you get to a certain age, 18, 19, 21, 22, there's still a long way to go. And I've always said you're only as good as your next game because the rest of what's happened before, it's gone. That's finished. Uh, And work you have to work even even when you've made it you think you've made it when you played for your country you've still got to prove because there's always people that are wanting to have a dig and want more and i think that's right and you've got to push yourself to get more so there's several things not just one uh micah is someone who obviously kind of we you know we say it, it kind of we jest sometimes don't we? how you burst onto the scene and then and then perhaps things didn't quite materialise, didn't realise the massive potential that you had, you know, largely probably because of injuries. But from your context, how how do you see it and what they have to do? I used to hate the phrase, uh, too much too soon, because like Alan said, I believed I should have been there at that time. I, I worked hard to get to that moment. And I got luck with someone getting injured and then it was down for me to take that chance. So for context, Man City were in a different space to where they are now. They was a good Premier League side, had some really good players, but a lot of the foundation of Man City was to develop young players, bring them through and then potentially sell them on for a profit and then make the club sustainable. So if you look at the likes of Sean Wright Phillips when he went to Chelsea for a, for a big fee, really helped with the academy, really helped with the the whole running of the club. And I made my debut at 18 for for England and I did really well against Iron Robin and I'm always very self-deprecating and and take the bit but I I was playing some of the best football of my life. And Alan's exactly right. You do start to believe the hype. And don't forget, there was social media, but it wasn't like Instagram is now or Twitter is now can be yeah even worse for someone's ego. And I just remember looking at the pictures in the in the, in the papers and Richards, he's got the world at his feet. He's going to be the best right back we've ever had in this country and all this. And it's hard not to let that get to your head a little bit, purely because when I was at Manchester City, I had some really good pros like Sylvan Distan and uh, Richard Dunn. But Within 18 months, I was seen as the most valuable asset at the club. So I thought I was, I want to say the big man, but I thought I was the main character, as it were, in this. And then thoughts come into your head like, oh, I'm too good for this level. Uh, I should be playing at a higher level. And that's exactly the opposite that you should do because 
all where I got my chance at 17, there's someone always working in the background to replace you. And if you slip up, they will take the opportunity. So my season's from around 20 till about 22. I was not playing nowhere near. We started getting better players. We had the takeover. And I became from like one of the best players in the team to one of the worst players in the team. Then I worked really hard, really hard, got back to the level. So in the season when we won the league, I was nominated for player of the year. I was back to the level, but then injuries started setting in. So I had 50-50 of injuries and then my own mindset. And by the time I got my mindset right, it was too late. Don't take anything for granted because it just can disappear at any moment. Micah, what I, what I would also say is there are millions and millions and millions of other kids or youngsters who would love to be in the position that you're in or I've been in or any youngsters in have been given a chance at a football club. So don't get to a certain age and look back and think, I wish I had done that differently or I should have worked harder or I should have had a better attitude. You, As a youngster, you're given an unbelievable opportunity go out and grab it and do not have any regrets. Absolutely. And that applies to all these young talents um, that are now EA Sports FC 24 and they're all on PlayStation 5, but don't get uh, too carried away. But um, we've got some wonderful talent and we'll discuss more of them after the break. Hola. Hello. This call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. The Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe plug-in hybrid is built for the best of both worlds. For the city buzz, for the call of the wild, for finding solitude, for sharing memories, for day trips, and for far-roaming adventures. Because with gas and electric capability, the Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe inspires you to explore more, to explore it all. Tap the banner to learn more. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back to The Rest is Football with Alan Shearer, Micah Richards and me, Gary Lineker. We're looking at uh, the future stars of EA Sports FC 24 and some of the players that have um, been named by EA Sports. And um, the next the next one I want to discuss is Pedro Neto. Um, 
He's 23 years old, a little bit older than some of the others on, on this list, but he, and he's already had a hundred, um, more than a hundred Premier League appearances uh, for Wolves. He's had to shake off a couple of uh, serious injuries, which goes back to the point that you, you can never take anything uh, for granted. But he's a player that I've, I've always thought has, has something a little bit special. Wow. He's, he's incredible talent. Again, that left-footed, the way he glides past players. And his end product is a lot better. I mean, there was times where maybe a couple of seasons before where you're thinking it was he chose the wrong option. But now, I just believe he's, he's fantastic. Everything he does is brilliant. He's evolved at the right timings, at the right stage. He just needs to keep going. And, and let's be honest, it's a lot more difficult for him because he's at Wolves. You know, if he was playing in a top six team, he would look even better. Some of the ones that we mentioned, like a, a Doku, he's playing well. Micah, Micah. John's John's our producer. He's a Wolves fan. I think he, I think he's just grimaced. <laughs> sorry, he's, sorry, John. He's, he's, he's grimaced at that. And also, he's had to face tough times already for someone so young, having to come back and cope with with injuries. I mean, mentally, I know that's really really tough. And to get back to the form that you want and need and and strive for is is not easy at all. So you've got to admire him for that as well. It takes me on actually to another player, very similar, same age, broke onto the scene or burst onto the scene in Michael language, um, uh, uh, Brighton, Tarek Lamptey. Like Neto, um, we were all raving about him and then he had a serious injury as well, which um, hopefully looks like he's coming back from now um, because he, he looks a re- you know precocious young talent. Yeah, I, I, I remember sat watching him in a game against Newcastle and I'm thinking, oh my God, the energy that this this youngster has to get up and down the, uh, the, 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 the right-hand side defensively, get forward into really good positions. And then you're right, I mean, unfortunately had the injury, but there's, there's without doubt huge talent in there. Have we, have we mentioned someone like Rico Lewis? Has he, has he, got, a, has he got a mention? He's not on the list yet, Micah, but I, ooh, it's only it's only a matter of time, I think. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of young players, and um, I'm sure that um, in future lists they'll they'll definitely be on them. And obviously, the players from further afield. We talked about you know Real Madrid's uh, Arda uh, Goulet, who is um, he's been actually injured for most this season. But I, um, Barcelona's defenders on the list, um, Alejandro Balde. Who I funny enough, I went to I covered a couple of games last season um, for La Liga, and I, and I saw. Barcelona play in the um, Barcelona derby against Espanyol and um, this young fullback I thought my goodness how good is he um, he's got a real chance of, of, of being uh, very special I want to talk about uh, a quick line on, on Lauren James obviously Reese James's sister who um, another great talent and um, she's got something special had a bit of a moment of madness in the in the world cup of course when she got herself a a red card but um she can play and we saw a hat trick not so long ago from her as well didn't we yeah incredible she's, she's ridiculous like the, the way it's mad because she can play in so many different positions she can play left right up front, but she could play deeper midfield, dictating the, the game. A technique is out of this world. Every time I watch the, the Chelsea this season, she's by far the best player on the pitch. Just the way she thinks as well. Like when 
at the timing when she shoots, some of the angles are not, but she backs herself that she could, she could score. She's so good on the ball and every, she's strong. She's got absolutely everything. I, I think she's going to be top three. If, well, I mean, she's already in like world 11s and those sort of things, but she's going to be the, the best women's player in the world for, for years to come. She's that good. She's ridiculous. You know, it was a shame for England, wasn't it, that she, she got that red card and the subsequent suspensions because it just lost a little bit of momentum for them in the final. Yeah, it just lost the, uh, the momentum, didn't it? It was just like, oh, Lauren James, she's, she's the one. And then, like, when she got back, do you start her or not? It's, 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 that was the it, conundrum for the final, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was difficult, but then... Yeah, fair play to the to the rest of the women who, who got through, but it was just missing that that spark. But because before she got a red card, she was yeah, she was a star player. I mean, you were very young, weren't you? And you're, you, I mean, talk about make a quick start. You scored a hat trick in your first game, didn't you, for Southampton against Arsenal? Was it? I did, yeah. Hat trick on my debut at uh, at seventeen. There was no time for me to get nervous because I only found out I was playing the morning of the game. I'd been scoring goals in the reserves and the youth team. Um, and it was, yeah, just, you're in, Alan, you're playing. So, and I just went out and scored a hat-trick against Arsenal that afternoon. Gee, it was like... Did you know at that sort of age that, that you were going to be, well, slightly better than average, let's say? <laughs> I always had the de desire. I mean, when I, when I went down to Southampton, I was no, by no means the best player in the group. In fact, I was probably mid to, to, to lower end if, you, if you're having a, a tiered system. But I go back to me working and I, ha I had a better attitude and I worked harder than anyone else. And I think that's what gave me the opportunity. Everyone needs a little bit of luck. Everyone needs an opportunity, but it's whether you actually go out and take it. Um, I was fortunate enough to get mine. I took it. But then that's only the beginning. Uh, and the next season, I mean, I made my debut in the April. The next season, I didn't play as much as I wanted to. I certainly didn't score as many goals as I wanted to. So that was tough. But that sort of made me knuckle down and 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 graft and work again. And um, that's that's what kept me going. And that's what made me into uh, into the goal scorer and and one of the best because I think I had a better attitude than anyone else. How have you got a better attitude? Where does that come from? Is that installed from parents? Is that, you know? Yeah, I think so. I think my, my all my family were workers. My dad was in a factory, clocked in at 6 a.m., clocked out at 5 p.m. and all of that. So I got the work ethic from all of my family. So if I, if I hadn't have made it, it wasn't going to be the, for the want of trying or working or having the right attitude. I think I was very similar to Alan. I think Alan obviously started much younger in, in kind of scoring goals and hat-trick when he's 17, 18. But I was, um, I didn't kind of make my debut till I was 18. But I was like Alan. I was kind of middle of the pack. Never, you know, I always scored goals. I was always quick. Um, but I was very small. Um, reached puberty very late. I, I always remember I didn't until 17. So, yeah, I was kind of a slower developer, which I think helped me. Um, I think, you know, sometimes if you suddenly you're a bit of a superstar at 17, 18, that, that, that can in its own way be difficult for a young man to handle because, you know, we're not, you know, young men can be daft. Yeah, I think I was the same at Alan. It was about my work ethic, um, the way I used to think about the game all the time. And I gave myself the best possible chance, I think, to succeed in, in that front. Um, but there were so many players that I thought, oh, they're miles better than me when I was 16, 17, 18. But, you know, I kept improving and, and, and some of them, 
didn't. I think we all know um, perhaps players that you know looked like they were going to be real superstars. Um, you know, not necessarily from my time, but right throughout the the, the game's history. And there's a few names that I could think of off the top of my head. You know, like Ravel Morrison, what, Jack Robwell, Makeda, Jermaine Pennant, possibly. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one, really, because. I played with Michael Johnson, who was going to be... People were saying he was a mix between Gerrard and Lampard, so he could well, tackle. That's a hell of a mix. <laughs> he was tenacious. He could pass, but he could arrive in the box late. People were at City were comparing him to Colin Bell. He's the best natural player they've seen since Colin Bell, is what they were saying at the time. For our younger listeners, Colin Bell was a, a wonderful footballer for Manchester City um, that could do a bit of everything in midfield. He was one of my favourite players, actually, when I was um, growing up. And he played for England as well. Um, yeah, wonderful player. Carry on, Micah, sorry. No, it's all right. It's, it's good for the listeners to, to know. But then he got paid a lot of money at a young age. We're talking probably 1920, something around that age. And... Why are always a little bit sceptical of going really hard or harsh on players? So even like the, the Rashford situation now, he's probably got something going on in his life that we don't know anything about. That's why we just stick to judging on, on the football side of things. And if he's disrupting the team, we have to call it as we see it. So we would never go personal. But with Michael Johnson... He was, for us, we was going out and there was no problem. So we'd play on a Saturday, we'd go out on a Saturday. Then there's a place called Birdcage in Manchester, which used to be on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, sometimes, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say the name, but those who were around at the time will know exactly what Birdcage was. And it was going out. We'd go to training the next day, whatever day that would be, and sometimes it would be the day before, like we'd have a day off the next day and he'd be the best player. He was fitter, he was as strong as anyone, technically as good and everything. But then something happened where he, he got injured and then when he returned, he wasn't the same player. So for those who don't know, whether you have a knee injury, a back injury, a hip injury, he had like a, a hip injury. So he sort of posture wasn't the same afterwards. So it was taking him a lot longer to do like basic things. So then he got back, wasn't really the same. He starts drinking and then there's no way back for him as a footballer. And then I listened to an interview of him probably three, four years ago now. And he said, he's basically, he's, he's happy of just being an estate agent, his life is a lot better. It's a lot easier. And some players just can't deal with the physical and mental demands that the game puts on you. So he would be in the papers every week saying, Michael Johnson, he's so great. He's going to be this. But really inside, he wasn't strong enough to deal with that at the time. And eventually that's what, you know, spoiled his career, if he would have just been able to blossom like everyone else, we might be talking about a different 
player right now. Yeah, little warnings for everyone, but let's hope none of that um, happens to our young talent. Um, EA Sports FC 24 um, of this year. Lots of brilliant young players. That's all we've got time for on today's episode of The Rest is Football. Don't forget to check out Future Stars in-game from 9th February in FC 24 Ultimate Team. Have a great couple of days and we'll see you on Monday to review all the best action from the weekend. We'll see you then. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Thank you. I'm Anthony Scaramucci, former White House Director of Communications and Wall Street financier. And I'm Katty Kaye, U.S. Special Correspondent for BBC Studios. I've been covering American politics for almost three decades. Welcome to The Rest is Politics U.S., brought to you by Goalhanger. Go on, tell us, were those donations you made, like Obama in 2008, was that idealism? Were you hoping to get something out of these campaigns that would serve your own business interests, for example? So I think this will either make this podcast incredibly successful, Caddy, or people <laughs> will be horrified and they'll shut it off right now because I'm going to be very real with you. The Obama donation, I had gone to law school with President Obama. We were not classmates. I was a few years ahead of him. It was 2007. He was then Senator Obama. I had a check in my breast pocket. I went over to the senator. I said, Senator, I said, you and I didn't really know each other in law school, but I'm about to hand you a big check. Can I lie to my friends and tell them that you and I knew each other in law school? (laughs) Well, Obama looks at me, had the best smile in American politics since Jack Kennedy. Forever. Yeah. He lights up. He looks at me and says, I'll tell you what, if you double the amount of the check, we'll take it back to Hawaii. Okay. And I looked at him. I said, you're done. I had another check in my pocket. I ripped it up. I doubled the amount of the check. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to more White House Christmas parties during the Obama administration than the Trump administration. In this pivotal year for the United States, democracy and world affairs, Britain's biggest podcast, The Rest is Politics, is launching stateside. Uncovering secrets from inside the Biden and Trump inner circles and how they shape the world's most important economy, but also the global economy too. New episodes are released every Friday morning. Just search The Rest is Politics US wherever you get your podcasts.